God is good, isn't he? Talk about how different families are related. The pure truth of it all is if you go back far enough, we're all related. All of us. Of Adam and Eve. We are all related. And as this earth has been populated through the millennia, we're still all related. I wish we could all see that. Although to some, a family reunion is not a joyful thing. I always said this about family. We're family. The good thing about family is that we're family. The bad thing about family is that we're family. You can run, but you can't hide. For all of the struggles we have had in the body of Christ through the years. You look back on it, does it really matter? Mm Mm-mm. Not now. Because we're looking at the very end of time. <laughs> we, we had a, a furnace back, you know, before computers and were a part of furnaces and all that. You know, back in the days when there was a thermocouple and a pilot light and all that. Some of you guys might remember that. And I tried to fix a furnace and it just overheated and pretty soon... Uh, the inner workings for it to ignite weren't working properly and go kerwoom and it was like oh you know and so I called a I called a a, a well noted uh, mechanic and to look at it a heating tech and <laughs> this was when we were youth pastoring in Gaylor back in 91 92 and uh, he looks at me when it got done with everything and he goes man He says, well, that wasn't a difficult fix, and it's not a real expensive fix. But he looks at me, and he goes, what do you do for a living? And I said, I'm a preacher. And he said, stick to it. (laughs) There's some things I do really good, and that's because God is with me. (laughs) And and I enjoy that. I enjoy that very much. I, I enjoy his word. And faith comes by hearing. Hearing by... The Word of God. If you are troubled by something, troubled with, it, it might be a little anxiety attack waiting on the edge to grab you, you know, or it could be something right now, you know, loss of job, someone ill in your family, serious anxiety things. You're a believer and you're above that. And the reason why I say that is because anxiety, we are told this in, in, uh, in Matthew 6, right towards the end by Matthew 6, 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all of these things will be added unto and it's righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Jesus, on several occasions prior to that, it's noted by Matthew that we aren't to worry. We are not, we are not to be anxious for anything in this world, Paul later on goes to say, we are not to be anxious. And so we are to have faith in things. Now, if there comes a point where maybe somewhere inside is clawing at you a little bit, what you need is more faith. I'm not saying you have weak faith. I wouldn't say that. If someone is not healed, I don't say that they don't, that it must be their faith that is weak. Nonsense. Faith of a mustard seed will move a mountain if you appropriate it. Okay? It's not a how much situation. It's how to use it situation. How to apply it situation. And I just want to tell you that in the coming days there's going to be plenty of things to worry about. But that's the world. That's not you. It's not you. If you've got some things that are eating at you, get alone and get in the Word. You know, the nice thing is that even nowadays, everything, everything is right there at your fingertips. You can get it, if you, you know, even for those who cannot see, they can get it vocally. They can get it audibly through audio 
resources. You can have the Bible read to you. Some people will put it on 24-7 and just live under that until they're healed, and they're healed. I don't think many of us do that to that extent, but I will say this. That if you have an anxiety situation, it's a faith situation. Start applying the word more in your life and you'll find out who's really in control. And so this morning I want to speak to you a point of very solid doctrine that, that we just, as Christians, and I'm saying this because of me, I just take it for granted and that's what the Lord wants. He wants us to be like little children. In fact, he said to his disciples when, when they didn't want children anywhere near the master, the teacher, the rabbi, and would shoo them away, and Jesus took one, put it on his lap, and he looks at him and he says, unless you all become converted and be as this little child, converted to childlike faith, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Wow. There's some things the Lord wants us to just receive and just live under. But then there are also some things that we need to read and study and know for sure the strength of that doctrine. There are some that have eschewed doctrine just saying, you know, that's okay, I'd just rather have the Spirit and I worship and pray. But you've got to have doctrine. I want to share with you a, a quick little thingy that happened last, I think it was Wednesday, Thursday, some, some point in the week. And the Lord was, while my, while my radar was going, Lord, speak, your servant listens. What am I going to preach on Sunday? Can you give me a little hint? And, uh, and seriously, it gets to be that kind of a discussion between me and the Lord all the time. It's, and I've been preaching for over 40, for 40 years. 40 years. I was preaching when I was six months old in the Lord. I was preaching to guys from a white bucket. I was sitting on a white bucket in a circle of construction guys on lunch break. I didn't know that I was called to be in the ministry. I just know that that was something that I needed to do. And so along the way, I did a lot of studying because I wanted to, not because I had to. It's like there's, there's more here. There was a drive. There was a hunger for it. And it was good that it was that kind of a hunger, insatiable. And everything that I memorized stuck. I mean, it stuck. Now that I'm older, I can forget where my car keys are. I can forget what I was doing when I walked into a room. I can forget all that stuff. And sometimes I get, it's like, oh, God. You know, I, I don't, you know, I'd, people say, would you rather lose your body or my mind? And I say, No. <laughs> No, it doesn't have to be that way. Why make that kind of a choice? That's ridiculous. You can have one or the other, but I'm going to have both. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Uh, so we came upon a call, and my wife is a, a public guardian by the courts, and uh, she's rather professional in what she does, and right now I've never seen a greater need for public guardianship because of everybody who's deeming themselves or others helping them come through a disability. And some of them don't even know that this function of the court exists. And what my wife does is she uh, takes people under her wing. She meets them. She speaks with them. When uh, she takes emergency cases, and we came upon an emergency case, she was given an emergency case of four people and emergencies because there are some crooks in the system, and I'll just say that in any way. Uh, these people were uh, taken from someone who got into trouble and given to my wife to restore, get through, get cleaned up, do audits and all that kind of stuff. So she's very busy in what she does. And it's a ministry. And uh, part of that ministry is me. <laughs> and we, um, I, I'm her bodyguard uh, when we go places. 
and, uh, and I watch over her, and she says, we're going to go visit this person, kind of local, and we're going to go visit this person. I say, yeah, cool. And so we, we drive up, and she said, I'm going to text him, and he's going to walk out, and uh, he'll just talk with us here at the truck. And I said, good, good. Didn't much want to go into a strange house. And, and anyway, so it's just really good. He came out and, and uh, was talking with my wife, and through the course of conversation, he says, he says, I hear that you are a pastor. And I said, yeah. I said, I'm retired. He says, so you, uh, so you aren't pastoring a church right now. And I said, nope. But I said, I have the call of God in my life, and I preach. And he said, I'm even preaching this Sunday if you want to come. And he asked where we were and everything. And then the next thing he does is he's searching me out, trying to find out what I am, not who I am. And I found out why shortly after. He says that he finds most pastors stupid. My wife reminded me that he was mentally ill. Okay, so I understood that, and I'm kind. Seriously, I'm kind. But I know when the devil is speaking through people, just like the devil was speaking through Peter, one of his own. Yeah, don't say, oh, Rip, yeah, no, that's a little too far out for me. Nonsense. People, people can have the devil speak through them. And that's why we need to guard our hearts and guard our lives and be full of Jesus. The same way Peter makes a great confession, which we're going to look at this morning, The great confession, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. It wasn't long after that that he said, oh, no, Lord, you're talking about going into Jerusalem, going to be crucified. He goes, no, 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 Lord, that's not, surely that's not going to happen to you. And he turns around and he said, Satan, get thee behind me, for you save us not the things of God, but the things of men. First time I read that when I was a young believer in 1981, it shook me. I'm going... How can that be? Yes, it can be. And so this guy gets into what he believed. And he's, you know, he's, he's not one of those guys that's like, you know, wants to, you know, just argue and fight. But he just wanted to tell me that I need to belong to the Urantia book. Has anybody here heard of the Urantia book? Mm-hmm. That is the most way out, whacked out, crazy, cosmic mixture of astrology and universalism. The one thing it does, I, I had known that, okay? And the Lord just has seen fit to put me in crazy places through my years. And it was for a time like that that I thank God for, for putting me in a situation of not knowing what the Urantia book was. And it's mystical. But people will do anything but Jesus. You've got to know that. Anything but Jesus. And so we had a little discussion, and, you know, I didn't want to argue. And it's my wife's client, and, and you know, I, if anything, I have compassion toward him. And, but after we drove off, I looked at Vicki, and I said, I said, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Get thee behind me, Satan. There are more cults. Urantia book is not a cult. But it's hanging out there in the breeze for people who would never join a cult and don't want Jesus. It's Gnosticism. It's a chasing of knowledge to know more than others. And he came right out and and said that. I mean, and and the other guy that, you know, 40 years ago that I'd met, 40 some years ago, and he said the same thing. They, They are intellectuals that deny the deity of Christ. He says, I believe that, that Jesus didn't have to suffer what he suffered. (laughs) When we drove away, I said, did you hear Satan in that? I knew that. Not because of a special gift. I knew that because of the Word. And so this morning, I want to take you on a little journey. And uh, I will pray that it not be boring for you. And uh, this is a journey on seeing this great battle that's taking place and always has been 
since the very beginning the battle of the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Father, I want to thank you for your word. And Lord, I I just will never get over that. Lord, I want to thank you that your words are life. Jesus, Jesus, the Gospel of John, 1 and verses 1, 2, and 3. You are the Word. And the Word was with God from the very beginning. Lord Jesus, we embrace that. And Lord, this morning I make a boast in it that my God is the Son of the God Most High. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Pray, God, there would be an uponness of your Holy Spirit this morning. And, Lord, get into our hearts and get into our minds. And, Lord, blessings in Jesus' name. So this morning is an equipping word. Equipping. If I didn't have the word in me, I would have, I would have not had any goods to give. And I would have been a worker that was ashamed because I had not studied. As Paul told Timothy... Worker need not be ashamed. Be much in the Word. Study the Word. Get to know the Word. The Word is Jesus, capital W, John 1, capital W, Jesus Christ, is the personification of God's Word. And you could say very basically, it comes about like this. He was a fulfillment of all of the words given by prophets. So when he came, he fulfilled it all. And there, therefore, being the in the literal sense, the Word of God. He is the Word of life. In him there is no darkness. And in him we overcome the world. Deity. Now you can go from cover to cover, and in the New Testament, it's incredible how many verses there are through the whole word, but all pointing towards the deity of Christ. And just look at this morning, first of all, Matthew 16, 3, 13 through 16, if Larry would help me out there with, with that first one. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, he asked his own. Who do people say the Son of Man is? And they replied, Some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. And still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Jesus asked them, But what about you? Who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah. The Son of the living God. The Son of the living God. He is all that Scripture had foretold. There is a battle for men's minds. Jesus knew full well where he came from and where he was going. He didn't have to prove it. I have long since argued that all that God wants of us, first and foremost, all of God, all that He wants from you and I is, first of all, that which we will not give Him. Ooh, think about that for a minute. What does God want of you? Just that which you won't give Him. That's all. But Jesus just wanted us to believe Him faith. Just believe him. And before you think that that must have been a real easy thing, if you were one of the disciples, it was still a struggle. Because they had been going through all kinds of tradition of the Old Testament flavor, of the, of the Old Covenant, which Jesus came to bring the New Covenant. The Old Covenant was the Old Covenant, and it was very difficult Bridging that gap. John the Baptist bridged that gap between the old and the new. But in the bridging of that, Jesus came. And when he came to this earth, when he was 30 years old, he became, he became of the age. He was baptized and he immediately went into the desert after he was baptized by his cousin, John the Baptist. 
And he went into the desert. And what took place in the desert? We'll get to that in a moment. But I want to share with you a couple of scriptures here. These are scriptures that point out later, after Christ was risen and ascended up into heaven, and the Holy Spirit came down, Paul says this in Colossians 1, 15 through 20. Now, you want to know about the deity of Christ being told in the, in the word of God, is he really the son of God? We cannot see him, but we can believe what was written about him in scripture. The son is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created. Did you know that? Jesus is the lamb that was slain from the foundations of the earth. Foundations. That means before the house is built. Foundations in the earth. Foundations. He is the very lamb of God. But did you know that he was a creator? I had a nice little discussion one day about about that during the sermons. There was there was a there was a sister in the house. She must have had some of that Jesus only in her. But she goes, "No, he didn't. Nope, that was the Father." I said, "Okay, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible, invisible. That means angels." Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through Jesus and for Jesus. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And that's also found in Hebrews 1 verse 3, that things are held together by him. He's the head of the body, the church. He's the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. So that in everything he might have, I love this, that he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. And through him to reconcile to himself all things. Whether things on earth or things in heaven. By making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Can you see deity in that? The deity of Christ? Can you you pick up on that little hint in there? (laughs) Hint. Here's another one. We we know this about Christmas time. Look at... uh, Oh my, did I have it written down here? Yes, it's Isaiah 7.14. Isaiah 7.14... Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and we will call him Emmanuel. Do you know what Emmanuel means? God with us. God in Christ Jesus. And I'm not asking you to fully apprehend and comprehend What the Trinity is all about. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But believe what the Word says about it. It's thick, it's mysterious, and it's something that maybe we can just up front. I I don't have a problem with it because I don't have to teach it um, on a university basis. A seminary basis. I don't have a problem with it. I'm just a little guy when it comes to Bible knowledge. Seriously. I am, I am not one of the heavy hitters. So I don't have any problem with the, the mystery that is in the Trinity. I have no problem with that at all. All I know is that it exists. And it is in Scripture that the Trinity does exist. But right here, Emmanuel means God with us. Can you see deity in that? The deity of Christ in that. Now, if you see that, thank God that you see that. Thank God for that. Thank God for the Holy Spirit because if it wasn't for Him, you would not see that. When when Peter saw that and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God that we just read in Matthew 16, it was later after that next verse that Jesus responded by saying, Peter, 
that did not come to you by human study, that came to you by the Holy Spirit. It was revealed to you. Not something that you read, it was revealed to you. And so Peter had that revealed to him. Was it easy for the disciples to grasp it? No. It was not. So I thank God for his Holy Spirit. I thank God for the baptism in the Holy Spirit, which, <laughs> whew, another subject. But there is an age-old fight over the deity of Christ. And you know where it began? In heaven. In God's presence. Before Adam and Eve. Give you a little clue. Isaiah 14, verses 13 and 14. And, and I know that Larry doesn't have this, so you just have to read along on me on this one. But this is what the Lord said as Satan was cast out of heaven for his pride. You might think, wow, that was harsh. No, it wasn't. The Lord says, You have been cast down to earth, you who once laid low the nations. You said in your heart, I will ascend. This is what happened in heaven. I will ascend to the heavens, Satan said. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly, on the utmost heights of Mount Zaphon. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. And the Lord says, but you are brought down to the realm of the dead, to the depths of the pit. See the battle? That battle still continues today. And for the last 2,000 some years, there's been a great battle. There have been many people that have been dragged off into cults, which we're going to look at in a few minutes. I'm just going to rattle off a bunch of them to you, all of which deny the deity of Christ. And I say this, I don't know except they give themselves over to it. How can you read the Bible and not, and, and not see the deity, the Godhood? There are so many verses that I, I'm not even giving them all to you. In him dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. That's easy to understand. Jesus was God. He was fully God. And he was fully man. Or he couldn't be the Christ. He went through and fought and battled and beat out every temptation known to man. Every. Twenty-five years ago, I, I'll never forget it because it's right on this very subject. I was, I was sharing Christ with somebody. And I, I was saying, you know, Jesus, Jesus is God. He led a sinless life. And all of a sudden, her eyes got big. And she looks at me and she goes, well, I believe that he made a little mistake. Satan. Why was he raised from the dead? If he had one little bit of earth in him, he would not have been raised from the dead. It was because of victorious deity that he was raised from the dead. He didn't sin. Oh, he could have. Or else he wouldn't have gone to the cross. Or else he would not have been compassionate toward us. That's all in the book of Hebrews. Emmanuel, God with us. And so Jesus, after he was baptized, went right smack into the wilderness for a 40-day fast. Can you imagine the temptations in that 40 days? Well, toward the end, the devil appeared to him 
Satan himself appeared to him. And there were three temptations given him. Three temptations. Three. Temptations. The devil is of the earth. The devil is of every bit of lying filth that you can find. It all comes from him. The father of lies. And you remember the three temptations. Okay, there was, there was the one that says, If you are the son of God... Speak to these rocks. They become loaves of bread and you can have something to eat. Oh, aren't you hungry? How about the second one? If you were the Son of God, throw yourself down. Way down there. You'll be okay. The angels will catch you. The Lord quoted Scripture every occasion. Then there was a third one, but the first two didn't work, so the devil had to take it another direction and tempt him with the pride of life. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life that John tells us in 1 John chapter 2 that these three things we better not have in us or the love of God is not in us that we need to be constantly on the look for staying away from the things that the devil wants to give you that looks really good what's wrong with bread what's wrong with slipping falling and have the angels saving you wouldn't that be a testimony But if it were okay to commit suicide, Jesus held firm. He said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. The third one, oh, pride of life. Let's take you up to a high place. And what the devil didn't have, he was going to say he was going to give. And that was, look at all these kingdoms. I will give them to you. Each one of those, he was attacking the deity of Christ. Do you see that? So the battle's been going on a long time. And it says that, 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 the Jesus, uh, that Jesus, um, after three, you know, if you remember this, that uh, if you're under temptation, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. The devil fled, angels came in, Rejoicing, no doubt, you pass the test. You are the Son of God. You pass the test. Keep going. And through all of this, he had a mission. And it wasn't to prove himself. John tells us that on the Last Supper, that Jesus knew where he came from. knew where he was going. And he took upon himself, took a robe, put it around, and took upon himself the position, the posture, the role of a servant. Jesus came to serve, not to be served. Deity. Deity, only deity could do that. And so through all of that, we still have a battle for the deity of Christ. Not among his disciples. Not among you and I. But those who have gone headlong into things that they shouldn't have I've always said this, that if you follow a belief of any sort that has Jesus and something else attached to it, which one is going to win? Jesus or Jesus and? And that is what starts deception, is when you take truth and you sell it. 
When you exchange truth, what do you get? A lie. Romans 1 and 2. You exchange truth, you get a lie. And so we, I'm going to give you a list of those who are fully engulfed in Jesus and. But the problem is, they, they, all of them deny the Godhood of the Lord Jesus Christ. So to them, He is not Lord. Let's begin with Christian science. There's one for you. It's neither Christian nor science. And what do they believe? They believe that Jesus was the offspring of Mary's self-conscious communion with God. Did you get that? That Jesus is not God. Pure and simple. Unitarian. The Unity Church. They say Jesus is the I. Me. In man. Jesus is the I in man. By revealing ourselves to ourselves, we become him. Okay? That's Unitarian. Spiritualism. The spiritualist church. Jesus is not divine any more than another good and perfect being. (laughs) So we can all become good and perfect, I suppose. That's not what the Bible teaches. Jesus says there is none good. None. There is none righteous. None. But we are the righteousness of Christ Jesus. The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's Bible, okay? But spiritualists, they're the ones that have mediums. Divination is an abomination. There's a friend of ours that we knew her to be a Christian, and she went on a little trip, and she was just thrilled, you know, got herself a new tattoo and and bragging about her friends who gave her a reading. And I said... I didn't know that you were into divination. Divination is an abomination before the Lord. And she couldn't believe it. I mean, she believed it, but she was bothered by it. And she came to me later and she says, Thank you. I did not know that mediums, fortune-telling, astrology, all of those things, that this guy was giving her a reading was not a prophet. He was a spiritualist medium. Now, you want an invitation to demons and hardship, sickness and disease, and a door to hell. What, what did they do with mediums, commanded by God to do with mediums, Israel, in the Old Testament? Kill them. Not send them out. Kill them. Kill them. Take rocks and stone them. That's not just putting a sword. That's pretty brutal. That is another subject. But there are groups in our area that believe this. Spiritualists. Jehovah Witnesses. They believe there is fully man, but they're nothing more and nothing less. They believe that God created him, and he's dead in the grave forevermore. Theosophy, some of these you might not have heard of, but I'm just going to rattle through a bunch of them. Theosophy believes that all men will become Christ. Rosicrucians believe Jesus attained Godhead, attained it in a secret room of the Great Pyramid. I'm sorry, I find that one a little... That takes a lot of faith to believe that. Baha'i, B-A-H-A-I, Baha'i, That Jesus is only one of many manifestations of God and suffered no more than any other prophet. Mormonism. Do you all know what Mormonism is? Do you understand what their teachings are? You know, they got those really nice ads, Church of Latter-day Saints. You know, they got these really nice family ads that was really being pounded at us 20, 25 years ago. And I thought, this is nonsense. Why Why are people thinking they're believing the lie? Do you know what, do you know who they say Jesus is? He's the brother of Satan. 
If the more you study Mormonism, the more you understand that it is the most ugly, filthy, blasphemous group of teachings ever put together. And if that offends you, I'm telling you the truth. And the RLDS, that is the reorganized, some call it the reformed Latter-day Saints, nonsense. Ask them if they still got the other books. They won't put them away. They just say, now we're just not a part of that Joseph Smith stuff. Well, they're still friendly towards (laughs) everything that they did. Reorganized just means something in the main thing, but uh, their main getting together and their main administrations and such. But I heard, I heard a Mormon elder, the elder of elders that they do have, and he was giving, he says, you need to get back to preaching the doctrines of the Mormons. They say, talking about you and I, they say we have another Jesus. And he said, well, we do. We don't have their Jesus. Hmm. They believe he is created. And that he is the brother of Satan. Hello, Mormonism. Unitarians. They deny the exclusive divinity of Christ, believing that all mankind is equally divine. (laughs) Sounds just like the devil, doesn't it? Because that's where it comes from. I'll just share this last one with you. Christadelphians. That Jesus was a little bit more than man and a little bit less from God. Christadelphians. The battle for the deity of Christ rages on. But the one place it will not have a battle is in the body of Christ. You and I. Who is this man? The disciples said, who is this man? As they were in the worst boat ride of their lives. Fishermen. In the worst boat ride of their lives. They were going to die in the storm. That Jesus told them, get in the boat, go, 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 hurry up, go. It's because they wanted to make him king. And take over the Romans. And Jesus, that's not what I came here for. And he sent the disciples out. Get out of here. Go, 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 go. He compelled them to get into a boat heading toward a storm. <laughs> Here's that, that episode on Chosen when, when Vicky and I watched that the other night. I said, this is going to be good. That's the one where Peter gets out of the boat. But when Jesus got into the boat, he, he said, it calms The storm is over. One time when he was sleeping in the boat. It wasn't the first time that happened. He was asleep in the boat. Disciples said, don't you care? He got up and he says, peace be still. The storm quit. And that's when they looked at each other with fear and wonder and awe. He said, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? Only God can do that. Only God. There will never be another like him. He gives sight to the blind. He made the crippled to walk. He made a few fishes and loaves feed a few thousand. Several, in fact. He raised the dead. He restored hope through raising the dead, the widow in the village of Nain. She had lost her husband, and now she lost her son. There was no one in the home to help her 
live. And surely it was the saddest funeral you have ever been to. But there was a problem at the gate. The gate was too narrow. And the disciples could either get back and get into a nice orderly line and mourn with them. But Jesus would have nothing of it. He took his disciples. And I'm here to tell you, when the corpse sits up, the funeral is over. It's over. It's done. I long to see that. Long to see that. And those who are watching via internet, he still does miracles. He still does miracles. He taught with authority. I just, I still, the one comment, you know, when reading through the Gospels, and just, I can't tell you chapter and verse here, but, you know, they, they said he was amazed at his teaching because he didn't teach as the Pharisees did. He taught with authority. He amazed the teachers at the age of 12 when he was left behind and let his mom and dad go and on the long trip home and it was 12 days later, or how many, excuse me, I, never mind, several days later, thank you, mom and dad said, Where, where's Jesus? 12 years old. He's now a man. And they said, hmm, we'll go looking for him. And so they went to backtrack and they saw him teaching and amazing the teachers in the temple. Later on when he tried to do that, they didn't like him so much. But back then, as a 12-year-old, they were like, wow, isn't this great? Listen to such wisdom. That kind of wisdom can only come from God. Well, he is God. Jesus. He thought it not robbery. Philippians 2 verse 6. He thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Isn't he wonderful? This is the one who died for us. This is the one who was raised from the dead on the third day for you and I. After three days and three nights, he rose from the dead and he came and signs and wonders happened. And it's amazing. It says that when when he died, there was a great earthquake. And during that earthquake, tombs of the righteous opened up on the cross when he gave up the ghost. Boy, I'm telling you, the graves opened up. Stones came rolling away and righteous dead walked the streets preaching. He is the Son of God. Even an ungodly centurion at the foot of the cross felt the earthquake, saw the sky turn dark, and he said, surely this is the Son of God. And y'all just killed him. Amazing, amazing God we serve. Would you stand with me, please? Thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you for your word. Lord, it's the bread of life. And Lord, you feed us well. My God. 
Lord, there's something about your word that just ends all arguments in the midst of those who believe. That's all we have to do is believe. Only believe. Don't doubt. Only believe. Hallelujah. Surely you are in our midst, Lord. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I pray that in the next few moments, if something was said that you didn't know was in the Bible, or something was said that lining up with the Bible didn't line up with you, I pray you wrestle with that and kick it out in the name of Jesus. Be set free. Don't sell truth for a lie. Receive him in his fullness. Receive the Lord Jesus Christ into your life and over your life. And please don't be ashamed that you're in these places. If that be you, please don't. You want to know where I was before Jesus? If only you knew. But if somewhere later on, flip me a text, email, Facebook, I don't care. Call me. Say, Rip, thank you. You straighten some things out. And Lord, to you goes all the glory for your kingdom being built one stone at a time and a little bit of mortar here and a little bit of mortar there. And surely the wall of the Lord will be built. And Lord, I thank you for that. Lord, in the stillness of the moment, we lay what lies in front of us is another week. In the quietness of the moment that we would say, Lord, Lord, I give you this week. Day by day, moment by moment. Lord, thank you for going before us. Lord, thank you for receiving our praise, receiving our worship. And Lord, it is good to know you and to serve you. And Father, I pray a blessing of the Lord go with each. And Lord, if they're going to the movie later on, Lord, (laughs) that's wonderful. Thank you, Lord, for whoever, whoever gave the donation. Lord, that you'd bless them. Somebody loves the gospel. Hallelujah. And Lord, as we come together, 6 o'clock for prayer time tonight. Lord, I want to thank you for that and for this whole day in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you as you go. It's good to see you today.